Hello and welcome to the Naked Unicorn Podcast. I'm Jason Sarutin and today I am with Kelsey. Kel- Kelsey, have you changed your last name? I have, yes. What is your new last name? Cherney. Cherney. Kelsey. Okay, let's try again. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> here is Chelsea Kearney. She just got married. <laughs> Congratulations, by the way, Chelsea. Chelsea. Thank you. <laughs> I thought that was like a gag, so I was just going with it. <laughs> Amazing. It has been I've been running around like a madman this morning. And I think I think the the so we'll add context here. It's April 15th. I don't even know what day mm-hmm. it is anymore. Uh 2020. We are in the middle of a global pandemic. And yes. uh um I haven't left my house really. I just literally left my house for the first time in 30 days to go to the meat market because now I'm scared we're not gonna have enough meat. Um and I Meat, damn it! Um, but uh, Kelsey, not Chelsea, not Chelsea. That's amazing. Chelsea Clinton here. Um, no, uh, so uh, Kelsey just got married, and so uh, I'm used to your maiden name was Miriam, right? Yes. And um, has it been changed in your email address? I think it. I don't know if it comes up. Let's see. I think it. I think it has. I'm, I'm just doing a check because this is critical to, um, <laughs> nope, it's still coming up as Miriam. That's why, oh. <clears throat> that's why I can't remember. So Ch- Kelsey Cherney, Kel- yes. did I, I said that right. Um, yes, you did. <laughs> so l- let's start off nice and easy. You've been at ECG for a long time. Um, tell us what you do or what you don't do. That seems to be a uh, trend. Yeah. Um, I am an editor, so Largely what I'm doing is, you know, taking whatever content the um, client gives us and turning it into whatever they dream of, whatever they uh, want to tell their story. So, yeah, um, Kelsey's a great storyteller. That's one. Oh, of, thank you. Yeah. You have a natural ability to, to see a story and piece it together sometimes out of nothing, which is such a skill. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. What, so what are you editing on? What's your system? Oh boy, I, that is how bad I am with computers. Um, so isn't that yes, crazy? A- see, I see. I'm the same way, Kelsey. Like I'm a really good editor, but mm-hmm. like I always had an assistant editor or someone set up all the technical stuff for me since after I got done interning and got my my first job. Exactly. Yeah. That that's that's how I feel. I'm like I it's a it's Windows. It has a a nice <laughs> graphics card. It's fast. <laughs> that's it fast. that's about my knowledge of computers. And it's cool that, that, that you can, you know, focus on what you're good at as storytelling and let somebody else deal with the technical stuff. And you're just mm-hmm. a great editor. But so l- let's kind of start back at the beginning and get some history. Um, where were you born? I was born uh, right here, Atlanta, Georgia. So I have not left in 27 years. Holy cow. Yeah, but hey, it is a good place to live. I, I really, I really like um, the the lifestyle that Georgia gives you. Um, wh- what was your most impactful childhood memory? Um, I would say for sure, um, growing up, my, me and my cousin Jensen, we were inseparable, very, very close. And every time we would hang out, we would film something. And of course, it was terrible because we had those giant camcorders and all the quality of everything, the film, the sound, everything was terrible. But <laughs> we, every time we were together, um, which was maybe a few times a year, cause he lived in New York. Um, we would make these videos and then screen them for our parents. 
And they, of course, were being nice and acting like these were great. But it did awaken something in me where I realized, oh, this is something that I really, really enjoy doing. This whole process of it, the um, seeing an idea through to the end, um, getting to show people what you've done and receive feedback on that. I really, really liked that. So um, doing that um, throughout my childhood really, I think, inspired me to pursue that as a career um, and to start working on that full-time in college. Um, so, yeah, I knew that, I knew that pretty early too. You know, mm -hmm. once you did it, you were like, wow, this is cool. And then you realize um, people will pay you to do it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That was the thing. And not to majorly bring the mood down, but my cousin actually passed away a few years ago. And, um, so, there was another part of me that thought, well, we did all this together and we would always talk about doing, you know, making careers out of it and being able to work together our entire lives and like, oh, wouldn't that be fun? So there was another part of me that thought, well, I can keep on doing this for him because I know I know he would have done amazingly well. He was doing animation and all this sort of stuff. And so I know he would have succeeded. So there, that pushed me even harder to succeed just if – if for nothing else, just for him. So that's a really nice thing. I'm sorry to hear about uh, your cousin. Was it an accident? Um, it was a uh, suicide. So, uh, well, I don't think it's a buzzkill. It's an opportunity to just talk about the importance of yeah. you know and people getting help. That's how I like to look at it is it, it might sound cheesy to some people, but I really do think that, you know, if, if you're gone, you still leave something on this world. And if he is able to inspire people, me, you know, other other members of my family to really try to go after something that they really love and remember him in the process, then I think that in a way that that's just a beautiful way to pay tribute to him. So yeah, I don't I, think that's is, cheesy at all. I think it's beautiful. Well, thank you. That's really cool. Well, damn, we got to do something. We should do some one project a year where it's like this is his project. That would be kind of cool. I I would I would love that. Yeah. yeah He's um Think about what you want to do. What was he into? He was so I don't I'm trying to think of how old he was when we when we when he really started getting into animation. I mean, he he taught himself. That was what was really impressive. He started doing claymation. Um he did it was all like 2D yeah. animation. I'm not even sure what program he was using, but he was early teens when he started doing that, and he only got better and better at it. And um, he passed away when he was uh, 18, so I can only imagine where he could have gone with that. He was he wanted to work for Pixar, and so yeah. I, yeah, I'm trying to think of like. He was, he was pretty big into editing too. So lots of the time, you know, when I'm working on an editing project, I do think about, hmm, I wonder where he could be with his career now, where he could be with his editing if he were still here. But um, yeah, really, he just, his big thing was he loved horror movies. He loved paying tribute to his favorite directors and his favorite movies in the stuff that he did. Yeah. So lots of the time I'm reminded of that when we do, you know, something with James Patterson and it's kind of paying tribute to another form of media. Then I I do think of him then of, I think he would like this. Absolutely. Um, switching the topic back to you a little bit. Um, what is the most dangerous thing you've ever done? (laughs) 
Oh boy. Um, my parents hate this because I have, I've said to them before, I, and this, this sounds bad, but I don't have a very strong sense of self-preservation and it's more just out of stupidity and, and really wanting to, um, experience life to the fullest. So my parents don't like this because they are usually there when I'm doing it. So, um, (sighs) it's so stupid. Um, so we, a few years ago, we went on a family trip to, uh, Yellowstone and, um, uh, several times during that trip, I, I think I <laughs> nearly gave my parents a heart attack <laughs> multiple times because there was one time where there's this beautiful rushing river and I thought, oh, I, I have to get a good picture of this. Absolutely. I'm, I would kill myself if I cannot get a a good shot, like an overhead yeah. shot of this. So there's a fence. I climb over the fence, get onto the edge of a rock, and I'm over there perching, taking a picture, and I just hear my parents yelling, like, what are you doing? No, because <laughs> – the, the rocks were kind of crumbling, and I didn't really notice because I really wanted a picture. So uh, <clears throat> I, do, I do stuff like that a lot. Same trip. Um, we found a large uh, snowy hill area. And, you know, being from the south, we love snow because we don't get it very often. So when we climbed up, I managed to find someone had lost one of their skis and I thought well you know if you have one ski you can use it kind of like as a sled so I sat down on it and started sledding down the mountain and then I realized oh there's a cliff right there this is and I I managed to stop in time but it same same thing just watching my parents like why why are you doing this why do you (laughs) why why do you do things like this and that's that's crazy I just don't I just don't think about stuff like that that's I end up getting I mean sometime I could tell you all the stories of how many different scars I have. And they're all from very stupid things that I did because I thought, Oh, why not? It's, it'll probably be fine. So you know I'm surprised I... I've, I've never broken anything. I've never wow. seriously hurt myself, but I I've come very close many times. Yeah. It's like, uh, there's a joke. It's like, Hey y'all watch this. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the, the last, last words. words. Yes, yeah. yes. Hey y'all watch this. Um, <laughs> the thing that came to my head, I thought you were going to be like, well, I sat on old faithful. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so it was, or I, I just dipped my finger in this little lava. <laughs> well, I, well, it's funny you say that because actually they do have these, um, these, like acid pools all around Yellowstone. And I put my hand really close to it. And some random lady was like, what are you doing? I always get caught doing this stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to touch it. I just wanted to feel how hot it was. She was like, no. Man, I wonder what would happen if you put your hand in. I'm pretty sure it dissolves your hand, but you know, I, I didn't want to touch cool. it. I just yeah. wanted to see it. That, uh, that child curiosity, I never lost that. So it's yeah. very, it's very difficult, I think, for my parents, my husband to watch all of this stuff happen and just be like, oh, well, she's going to do it. So we can't really stop her. We'll just hope that she doesn't kill herself this time. So yeah, you know what? Next time, just bring a hot dog with you and just dip that in and it'll, it'll solve your curiosity. (laughs) And just don't put it in your mouth afterwards because you might burn your mouth with the acid and all. Probably. (laughs) Probably. I don't Um, think it tastes good either. Well, we've talked a lot about all the stupid things you've done, but what, what's the, what, what's the smartest thing you've done? I think the smartest thing I did was to change my minor in college from 
journalism to visual communication. I went in um, thinking, oh, it'd be great to be in news. And then I realized how invasive news is and how much you have to really interfere with people's daily lives. And if they've just suffered a tragedy, doesn't matter. You got to get in there and get the scoop. And I, I really didn't like that aspect of it. The fact that you, that you, you're just there for people's like worst moments and you're kind of exploiting it. And I, I did not like that at all. So I, um, I think, yeah, I didn't like it. So sophomore year, I believe I went to my advisor and switched over to visual communication and, then uh, the school that I went to, Barry College, has a work program there. So I was working at the time at the uh, news and entertainment studio on campus, and I was pretty much doing only journalism type work because that was my that was my minor. So um, once I switched over to visual communication, I got much more involved with the other uh, students in the studio that were doing short films and. Um, their own little uh, entertainment series and all these different things. And that ended up leading to, to that was really what led to the discovery of how much I enjoyed editing specifically. Um, because up to that point I was uh, filming and uh, I was, well, it was all news stories. So I was filming uh, shooting or that's the same thing. I was filming, writing, doing everything for a news story. And I, I ran the on-campus news program and I hated it. I did not like it at all. <laughs> it was very, very stressful. And, um, so once I switched over to, um, visual communication, I realized that I enjoyed it so, so much more. I enjoyed the people more. I enjoyed what we were doing and it felt like there was, just a lot more of a reward in it because the feedback that we were getting was, it was the first time I felt like we were getting genuinely good feedback, not, you know, the, the parents uh, pity likes of, Oh, well, you know, it's good. You tried. This felt like we're actually doing something and people are noticing and they like it. And so from there, it really started my love for editing and just all things film. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you went to Barry. Barry's a beautiful place to go to school. It is. We that we took advantage of that a lot and stuff that we shot. Pretty much every short film, or uh, you know, we did a lot of parody trailers because around the time I was graduating, so many of these big blockbuster movies were coming out. So we were able to kind of shoot parodies of that because you know those trailers were blowing up all over the internet. So we thought, well, if we parody it people and people are searching, you know, for the original trailer, they might come across ours and that would be cool. So we, we filmed all over that campus. Pretty much everything we shot was somewhere on that campus. So I, I firmly believe, and I know Jace is a pretty big proponent of this too, that you really don't have to go to film school or get a really expensive film degree. Experience is the thing that really, really makes a big difference because I came out of college and I did have all these film classes, but most of what I learned and what I took into ECG when I started was things that I had learned on the job. So, yep. No, I, I mean, I, I think that college for this field is a waste. I mean, I don't even know where half of you guys went to school, nor do I care. Yep. I, I've always <laughs> cared about who the person is and really what the approach to the work is. 
you know, mm-hmm. good work ethic and caring about what you do at every step is super important to, to me when I'm, I'm finding great people. And then, you know, the other, the, the strengths come out, right? Like if somebody's a hard worker, their strengths will eventually come out. Yours came out in editing and storytelling and it was clear, mm-hmm. but we didn't know where you'd be. We just thought, Hey, this is a really great, great person that we'd love to have on the team. So I feel very lucky that you, you took the path that you did. So speaking of that, how did you end up at ECG? What was the journey? So, um, one of the last weeks of my senior year, uh, one of my other, uh, friends who was also working at the studio and I were looking for summer internships And he came across ECG and I was already, I was applying for so many different ones and I wasn't hearing back from anyone. And he found the ECG website and said, okay, I'm just going to email them. We'll see what happens. I wasn't overly optimistic because at this point I really wasn't hearing from something. I just, I had totally blown a chance to get an internship at Turner. I, I butchered the uh, online interview. It was terrible. So at this point, I was thinking like, I'm going to be one of those people that I, I'm just going to have to live with my parents forever. I'm not getting a job. So I emailed, it was you, and you emailed back pretty much right away. And we're like, hey, yeah, come in, come in for an interview and we'll see if we can get you started here. So came in, interviewed, loved the place, loved how casual everything was because I was expecting it to be very formal desk job kind of a thing where you, you can joke around, but only certain times, like you, you have to be serious. Oh God, horrible. So, <laughs> so I didn't know what to expect. So walking in, I was so excited to see that it was what everyone talks about when they talk about the film industry, that it's a bunch of creatives all coming together and they just like to goof around with each other. And yeah, we get stuff done, but we're not, overly serious about it. So once I started interning there, um, the group of interns that I was with, I know I could probably speak for most of them. We were all pretty scared because we didn't, we, again, we didn't really know what to expect. We, a lot of them weren't even really talking to other people in the office because they were afraid of, you know, making a fool of themselves or getting yelled at. So eventually I decided, well, if, if I even want a chance of this turning into anything, I have to make myself stand out. So I tried to make myself available for any and every shoot and stay as late as needed to be. And so I was, I think in that way, at least uh, Mary and Jen, uh, at that time, the only other women in the office were telling me like, that's good. Yes. Keep, keep doing that. Make yourself appear that you are just down to do anything. And by doing that, I realized how much I just enjoyed being around all these people, how much I loved being on set, just the whole scope of it. I just loved everything and I wanted to be a part of it. And I was very fortunate that I did get offered a full-time job after my internship. So, And what was your first job with us? uh, Executive assistant. Yeah. So another person on the ECG staff. So that's, it's Mary... Kelsey and Melissa, who is that? Yes. Is that the the? Because we've had the a people, few in between. Yes, the ones that are still currently on. Well, Muriel was a executive assistant. Oh, wasn't and she? Muriel was too. Yeah. So I mean, that's a it's a really that that role teaches you a lot. Did you yes. find it valuable? Oh, definitely. I I was. It kept me very very busy, but it also did teach me a lot of very valuable lessons about time management and all these things, because I, somewhere in college, a lot of my, um, 
ability to make schedules was lost. And so this kind of reinstated that, which is very good because I needed that to come back. I, something, something broke in me during college where I just got very lazy. So that was a good like kick in the pants to remind you of like, hey, you gotta, you gotta go, you gotta get things going. And that the film industry is just constantly, constantly moving and you gotta be able to keep up. Yeah, absolutely. What What's your favorite thing about um, ECG productions like working there? Uh, absolutely, I would have to say how close everyone is with each other and that no one's afraid to give feedback. I've definitely seen where an environment where people are very afraid to approach each other and to say, hey, I don't like this this direction that you went. Maybe you could do that. They're they're too afraid to say things like that because they, they think that they're going to get uh, you know, shut down or whatever the case. So I've always really appreciated that about ECG is that everyone is very good about accepting and also giving feedback. And it, it really does feel like a big family. So it's the whole quarantine thing has been very sad because it's, it's like the family's all split up. We're, we're all, most of us, you know, are in, you know, a, 20 mile radius, but still we're not getting to see each other all the time is, is sad because we are just like a big family that we all care for each other, but we also want to make sure that we're all doing the best job that we can. Yeah. It's a, it's a very interesting place to work with a lot of really dedicated people. Um, Mm -hmm. So in that line, you kind of touched on the employee experience, but what is the client experience like from your perspective at, at ECG? I think um, for the client's perspective, you're, they will find that we are always available to talk and we are always willing to meet them in the middle. So if they have any questions, we are very quick to email back. If we always accept their feedback, sometimes, you know, we do have to push back and say, hey, how about if we do it this way? But from what I've seen in all of my client interactions, clients are usually very willing to accept that. And they're very happy with the finished product because we are willing to work with them. And we are trying our very best to make their vision come to come to light. So, um yeah, in the most I'm, effective way possible for people to receive the message. I mean, yes. at the heart of it, good video production is meeting in the middle. I think you said it really well. Mm-hmm. It's what the client wants and what our expertise brings coming together. And one thing I've even noticed is in the which I really like is in the midst of this whole uh, quarantine and the all the the fear and uncertainty. I've noticed that we in in a way have kind of this little bond with some of our clients where they will. They'll check in on their project, but they'll also check in on us and make sure that we're doing okay. And I know some of that might just be human nature of wanting to check on each other, but it does feel like there is something beyond just the business aspect of the people that we have as clients is we do care about them as people as well. And we do want to make sure that they feel appreciated and that they feel like we are doing our very best for them. Yeah, I I love it. I love, I I love that, you know, everybody's pretty much aligned on how we treat clients and, um, we want to make it a fun experience for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, we're only here once, so let's really make the best of it and why work with Mm -hmm. a bunch of assholes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What do you think of the new office? How would you describe the new office to people? Oh, the new office is amazing. It's, it's like the old office, but just 10 times better. There's so much more room. There's so many more, you know, offices, there's so much more 
space, the the warehouse is incredibly so much larger than the old space. It, every time I, I'm in my office and I hear clients coming through, I can just hear how amazed that they are to to be there. And I know for me, working there is I, I love the way that it's structured, where all the post productions all together. So if we need to talk to each other, we can all meet up. I love that there's common areas for each of the productions that we can all meet up there. And it's it feels just like a a giant house where we all get to live together. <laughs> yeah, it's and awesome. It's, I miss it so much. <laughs> I know. It's uh, the times that I've gone, you know, while everything's been shut down, it's very sad because the lights are off. But there is still that kind of spirit there of, okay, I, I, it's still such a nice space to be in. And yeah. I know everyone will be back and soon it will be all lit up and exciting. And um, God, I'm, I'm very that, thankful Kelsey. to be, yeah, I'm very thankful to be in a place like that. Um, and to be in a business that we still get to do the stuff that we love, even while the world is in the midst of all this craziness. I know we're very, very lucky that we mm-hmm. have great clients who've, who've kept us busy and want to keep yes. us busy. And uh, that's really cool. So Kelsey, my last question for you, and this is, um, uh, this is one I think you'll do really well answering, which is tell me the thing you were most excited about for uh, future Kelsey. Um, wow. Yeah. I would say I am most excited to see what projects I get up to in the future. I, the, the kind of stuff that we've been getting at ECG in the past year has really allowed me to um, use a lot of the creative energy that I have. And so I am very, very excited to see how I can grow my editing abilities and what all I can learn. And um, I'm, I, I enjoy every year where I can look back on the things that I edited and see, you know, how I've improved, how I've changed and it's it's remarkable to really to go back to some of the stuff I did in college and compare it with what I've done now and it, not necessarily as a critical thing but to just see how much it's improved the growth and yes and so I I'm very excited to see what new clients we bring on what new projects we get to work on um I'm I would sometimes I wish that I had done some of that more like time capsule stuff that people did, you know, where they write notes to themselves. Cause I would have, I would love to really have that perspective from past me of how things are now and then look back on that. But, um, well, they do have I cool am- email services, Kelsey, that will email you like 10 years from know. a date. Cause I did it <clears throat> probably back in 2000 and like four when Courtney and I first met and, um, I had it sent to her 10 years later. Oh, which is pretty cool because I forgot that that I wrote it. Uh, So I I agree. Having that perspective on everything is really important because you realize a lot of times you ended up getting what you thought about and dreamed about. And then Mm -hmm. you you're just it makes you feel more grateful and humble for where you've come. So I highly recommend you start doing it now. Yeah, I, I, I that is a very good idea. I will do that because I've. I've, that's been something I've regretted is not um, capturing some of these moments that seem insignificant. But then when you look back, you wish that you had more of a grasp on those moments, that you remember more of it. And yeah. so I want to remember, you know, where I started with ECG and the kind of stuff that I was working on then compared to what I'm getting to work on now. 
and all these really cool, fun projects that are coming in. And um, yeah, I would love to, I, I, I want to start doing that to have more of a perspective of how much my abilities and the client portfolio that we have as a company has grown. Yeah. Well, Kelsey, we are so lucky to have you on the team. We adore you. You always just grind. Kelsey is a grinder. She will (laughs) lock herself in that office. You don't have to worry about, you know, when Kelsey comes in, because no matter what it is, the job is going to get done and it's going to be really solid. And uh, we're just lucky to have you and happy to have you in the ECG family. So thank you. Um, On behalf of ECG Productions and the Naked Unicorn Podcast, I'm Jason Sorotin. And we will see you next time.